Podcast for me, Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips. And we're not related. And this is a show for curious people who want to hear about a variety of topics out there in the world. From food to fetishes, celebrities to unsung heroes, from things you think you know to things you didn't know you needed to know. Pete, how are you? I'm okay. We haven't done this show in a long time, Marissa. I know. It was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> But I also realized that I left um, our listeners with a huge cliffhanger. Yeah. I won the office decoration contest at work, everybody. <laughs> I know. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. You did leave them with that. And do you want to tell them what you won? I get to uh, keep the Merry Monarch Nutcracker in my office for one year. Why would anyone enter anything where you don't actually win something <laughs> not no i give you credit because your 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 place was looked awesome but i mean like why would that be the prize is what i meant i uh had a lot of christmas decorations at home and i was running out of space yeah and i moved great. a filing cabinet out of the closet in my office mm-hmm. and so i was like this is where my christmas stuff is gonna go <laughs> It looked really good. And over Christmas break, I met a fat dog who was the cutest thing in the world, and it loved Aww. me. And um, I just have a bulleted list here. The next one is, I got Marissa and McNugget Buddy twice, the same one twice. <laughs> no, but it was great, because then it gave me trading power, and I already have a trade set up. I also ate at a diner a lot of times and enjoyed it every time. And this year, I started, I don't know what it was, sometimes I go on, like, not binges of TV shows, but binging, adding TV shows to, to, the, to the list. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, I was watching this show that apparently was on Freeform in the 2010s uh, called Twisted. It's a terrible show. Uh, but I did want to point out, I believe it's episode 12, you get to see our good friend, Nicole J. Butler, as a police officer. Oh, nice. Okay. And when she's talking, you're like, I know that voice. <laughs> <laughs> She's our good friend. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's just a quick summary. Marissa, man, I'm ready for it. Give me some. Give me some good stuff. Before I go into how I am, I just wanted to say that uh, one of our listeners, Cassie, told me she she had some office party and there was like a costume contest or something. And someone dressed like went hard and dressed as the Grinch and they won. And what they won was like a $13 Target gift card, which I know Target doesn't let you buy that amount in a gift card so clearly someone just took it out of their pocket and was like oh i have this Mm -hmm. and if i took the effort i would kill that person yeah um so how am i uh i will say i'm in a pretty good place because i have decided that i'm gonna fill my life with video games (laughs) and uh aaron bought me a video game for christmas and a video game for my birthday and they're wonderful and they're absolutely wonderful. 
and all I needed was Mario. I don't even need a therapist mm. anymore. Yeah. When this game is over, then I'll need a therapist. Right, yeah. But until then, Mario Wonder it is. Um, I will also say, guys, I don't know. Peter already knows this. I don't know if I've told you guys before. But I know I've told you guys before that no one will shut up about how I should have a child. But I don't know <laughs> if I told you guys that um, I kept being signed. I kept getting signed up for Enfamil. That's a a baby formula brand for Enfamil email lists. And I was like, what the fuck? Because I thought, oh, I remember I got signed up for an Enfamil email list a day after I went on a violent tirade. <laughs> about paternity leave to my husband. Okay. And suddenly I was on a billion email lists about baby formula. He did it, just so you know. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> so then I unsubscribed, but then, like, weeks later, I got a mailer from Enfamil, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so anyway, totally forgot about that. And then today, I had this nice mail day. I got some stuff I bought from Amazon, and I also had entered to be a taste tester for these like gluten-free pop tarts from magic spoon and though that's a brand they those showed up at my doorstep and i was like cool and later on i go outside to get my garbage and i see there's another package i miss and i was like "Ooh, i applied for a lot of free samples i did not apply for this <laughs> i want that to be clear so i was like oh man did another one of my free sample boxes come and it just says oh, what the fuck did it say it's it the <laughs> it says for the a gift for the most important person in the world <laughs> and it's, yeah the wonder box and what Pete said and then I'm like what the fuck is oh this box is from Enfamil <laughs> but I'm like what the fuck is Enfamil gonna like I get a lot of free samples but I need to fill out so many questionnaires to get free samples and every time they say what don't you want to get and I say Things about children. Mm. I don't want anything about children. So I open this fucking box. And it has like like a shit ton of powdered <laughs> baby formula samples. I guess the OG flavor and some flavor for not a flavor, but for some some mix for gassy babies that are that cry a lot or something. I don't even fucking know. <laughs> and then it has like a like fucking like 20 Enfamil coupons and I'm just like what the fuck who is just randomly sending people without children just all this fucking baby formula so oh sorry my throat is good um so I got mad I took pictures and texted everyone like what the fuck and then <clears throat> I jokingly said to Pete oh maybe I'll use it as creamer god sorry my throat is dry from screaming sort of <laughs> And then I didn't use it as creamer, but I was texting with someone else and they're like, like, yeah, what if you did try it? And I was like, you know what? Let me try it. So I take the one for gassy babies because mm -hmm. I have gas. So and maybe I'll benefit from it. And you're a baby. <laughs> <laughs> and I, at first I'm like, oh, I heard like breast milk is like have a high sugar content. Let me check how much sugar this has. It doesn't say, it says all the vitamins that are in mm. it, but I'll, what do you think the first ingredient in baby formula is? Uh, 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 um, I'm just going to lean in and say whey? Fucking corn syrup. 
<laughs> like, what the fuck? I thought it was powdered. <laughs> yeah, I don't, well, no, like powdered corn syrup or something. But it's just like, I don't have a baby. I don't fucking care. But, like, that seems kind of fucked up. Anyway. I feel so like I, baby formulas, since there was that shortage a few, like, yeah. I don't know, was it last year or the year before? Yeah. Like, I don't think they have to be so needy anymore. They should just be like, you come to us. (laughs) We're not going to just send you random packages of samples and stuff. I know. I know. So I don't, maybe I'll barter with that when everyone runs out of baby formula. Anyway, I will say if I ever have a baby, I always was just like, fuck it. I wouldn't breastfeed. My mom did it. I think it's gross. Also, you want me to breastfeed? You could fuck yourself. I'll give my baby formula. But honestly, I don't even know if I could do that out of spite, knowing the first ingredient is corn syrup. That seems yep. like I'm setting up a child for failure. Just let him starve. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I tasted it. And it tasted, for a moment, it tasted like sweet milk. And I was like, oh, this is good. Maybe I will put this in my coffee. And then, like, a moment later, it tastes like you're licking metal. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess babies don't know any better. <laughs> I don't know, though. Like, I thought, I've heard people say breast milk tastes really sweet and really good. So you'd think they'd try to make it taste similar. Because if your baby was on the teat, and then you're like, nope, no more. Mm-hmm. And then you just give them this metallic thing. I don't think your baby going to want to eat it. So I'm, I'm Unless you have you a nipple thing. ring. I, that is very true. So I'm here to tell you guys, Infamil tastes like shit. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if that's officially told you how I am, but that's enough. <laughs> good, good. Oh, and you had happy I holidays. Now also, what? And you had happy holidays and all that. Yeah, I had a pretty, a pretty happy holidays. There was some Christmas drama. Then maybe I'll just tell you off the air. Not with me. Just with my family and their many traditions. Mm. And um, my birthday. We had big birthday plans that we had to cancel because of the snow. But uh, it worked, it worked out anyway. Good. Uh, yeah. So that's all I got to say. I don't, know, hey, I don't got much. Happy birthday. Yeah. Thank you. Verbally. Thank you. Did you pick up the period that I put? Yeah, oh, I appreciated that very much. Um, oh, God. Oh, okay, let me just say this, though, man. Man, I'm such a crotchety bitch. But boy, do I hate. Don't wish me a happy birthday if I don't know you. Don't wish me a happy birthday if you don't even know how we became friends on social media. Don't wish me a happy birthday if you know I don't like you. Because that person who I said still wish me a happy birthday... Don't they know I don't... Like, I don't actively care that they exist anymore, but the last interaction I had with them was me being a heinous bitch. <laughs> so, like, don't you think they would not wish me a happy birthday? They're still trying to get your birthday. approval. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, also, even though I... The lady who does this, I've always found her pleasant. I've never met her in person. But, like, if you can't even write it out, and if every year... Every year, you just write HBD. Mm-hmm. Don't wish me a happy birthday. <laughs> like, just don't. Also, if you wish me a happy birthday via text, you don't need to wish it to me publicly so people see. Yeah, except me. Some people wish me a happy birthday in, like, three different mediums. And, um... 
and I was just like, I want to post something interesting on Marissa's. Oh no, you forever. can because you'll do it fun, <laughs> but you're not doing it so that people can see you wish me a happy birthday. <laughs> and I was like, what other celebrities were born on Marissa's birthday? And I found out it was Blue Ivy, and that Marissa hates Beyonce. So <laughs> yeah, I do. Oh, also, Alicia, you also wish me a happy birthday in various places. I totally appreciated it. The people who I'm talking to are people who like. It would be insane if I texted you happy birthday and then on Facebook I wrote happy birthday and then yeah. like I emailed you happy birthday. Yeah. If I'm like at least doing something different in each place, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I mean. If you're putting a picture of me and a memory, but then you're telling me directly happy birthday, great. That's totally fun. But if, yeah, if you could only be bothered to write the words and you do it three times so that you could get credit from other people, weirdly, <laughs> for saying happy birthday to me? I don't know. Like, don't do it. Oh, you know wow. What? They still talk. It's actually annoying me. <laughs> it's actually annoying me that I'm getting a notification thinking it's something that's going to bring joy to my day. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing this for? <laughs> yeah, I'm a crotchety bitch. But to all the people who, you know, like, put fun things on social media, like I said, Alicia, uh, Pete, I appreciate it. It was really fun. To all the people who told me personally, just thank you. It was it was nice. It wasn't as bad of a birthday as I thought it was going to be. I really don't want to turn 38. This is the year that everyone's coming for me for this baby. I know it. <laughs> I know this is the year. That's why I was, I was dreading it. And I found two raging white hairs on my head, not like in my pubes, on my head like the day before. They're calm down there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that wasn't great, but um, but otherwise I'm okay. It'll yeah. be okay, Marissa. Thank you. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Are you supposed to give me an icebreaker? If I hate it, I give you a new one. Yes. Okay. <laughs> icebreaker. Speaking of things that um. Hey, I'm going to give you an icebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> this is a stupid icebreaker. Okay. I'm going to say that freely. Okay. <laughs> but I was like, what, what would be the opposite of a New Year's resolution? So, Marissa, what is something that you swear you will never do in 2024? Oh, man. This is like, I was just going to say, what do you want to purge from your life in 2024? So, yeah, all right. Huh. <laughs> hmm. But this doesn't have to be something you're purging from your life. You just have to vow that you are not going to do it. Okay. Do you want? Do you have an answer first? I do. Tell me. I'm not going to learn how to sail. Oh, how to sail? I yeah. Say all. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, I don't want to steal yours, but I'm definitely also not going to learn how to sail. Like what? I was, I was watching this movie. And I was like, oh, my God, you have to know so much stuff to sail. I feel like you have to train uh, since you're, like, four years old in order to be a sailor. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> um, oh, God. Pete. God. Uh, I'm not going to swear that I won't kill somebody because you never really know what's going to happen. But I can swear <laughs> that I'm not going to learn to sail. I like that. I'm sorry. As he was telling me, my mother texted me that if I decide to have a child, my father said he'd drive her over as much as I want. As she wa I don't even. Is that a positive? I don't. I don't even know. Someone saved me from my life. 
Oh, God. Okay. I just wanted to check in about that thing that irritates you to death <laughs> and let you know an update. God. Anyway, yeah, I agree. Um, if you start, if you were like, I'm going to start sailing, I would think you had a problem. Yeah, at 40 years old, I'd be like, there's not enough time to learn how to sail. <laughs> I'll give you two. A one, I will say, me and Aaron go to the driving range periodically. I will never golf for real. Because one, I still don't even understand how it's a sport. I don't understand how anyone could ever... Does anyone ever get a hole-in-one? That would be Are nice you? if we got a golf expert on the show. <laughs> I, yeah, because I don't even understand... And this is going to sound so ignorant, but, like, I just, like, I just, I don't, I don't understand it. I just don't understand how it works. I don't, you're so far from the hole. <laughs> you're so far, and the ball is so small. How are you keeping track of it? Mm-hmm. I don't understand. I don't understand why anyone's watching it. I don't understand why affluent people do it. I don't, it's stupid. I feel that um, way with baseball. Like, one day, <laughs> when it was just me and my boss at lunch, I was, like, he was talking about baseball, and I was like, uh, so tell me, when they swing the bat, they have no idea what they're doing, right? <laughs> and he's like, no, no, there are techniques. And I'm like, yeah, but really? <laughs> this isn't exactly the same, but Aaron and I got books the other day, and I got a fun novel. He got, like, I don't even fucking know, like, Stephen Hawking's, like, I'm the universe. I don't know what the fuck this book is called, but it's not even <laughs> Stephen Hawking. And I started laughing and making fun of him. And I was like, yeah, that looks fun. And so then I'm like, what's it like? And he's like, I don't know. He said time is space. And then I don't know <laughs> whether I'm being serious, I'm doing a bit, or I'm stupid. And I'm just like, no, it's not. Like, <laughs> explain it to me. And he's like telling me, and I'm like, that doesn't fucking make sense. Like, And I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of joking, but I'm not. Like, I was, he was just telling me stuff, and I was like, who said Einstein was right? Just because he's the, you know, like, why do we think Einstein's so smart? Isn't someone oh, else no. smarter than Einstein? Why don't we just get to, like, prove him wrong? Marissa's why? joining and, QAnon, guys. Yeah, no, he was like, <laughs> <laughs> I just, like, decided to be like, that doesn't make sense. When are we going to disprove that? And then I heard myself, and I went, what's wrong with me? <laughs> So, yeah, sometimes my bits get too deep. You are just being an antagonist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that reminded me of that. Uh, really anyway. quick, I my teeth hurt, mm-hmm. and I haven't been to the dentist in 10 years because of that Bumble yeah. debacle. And so I was looking for a dentist in the area, and I would find a name that was covered on my plan, and then I would Google it. And there was one that had a website, so I click on the website link, and it's to their Mm -hmm. Facebook page. And the last thing they have posted on their Facebook page is Donald Trump leaving being the president. Mm -hmm. And I'm like... Wait, on the dental Facebook page? Right, yeah. (laughs) What? I'm like, huh. And then underneath, somebody writes, what does this have to do with dentistry? (laughs) And then somebody replied to them, she's a QAnon crazy person. Oh, I love it. And I was like, I'm not going to go to that dentist. <laughs> when we're off the air, remind me to tell you about 
about my family's group chat talking about Sound of Freedom. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Which is like, a movie Pete will not ruin. <laughs> yeah. I, I will just say, God bless my mother. I'm very proud of her. When I say, oh, there's weird things about that. Look it up. She doesn't go, shut up. She looks it up. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, tell them. Tell them all. And I'm like, I'm not telling the group chat. And she goes, I'm going to tell them. But she, like, doesn't know the nuance. I'm not, I'm not saying my mother's that educated. I'm saying she didn't. Like, I read a whole bunch of it. And she was just trying to paraphrase what I told her briefly. <laughs> like, and she was just like, it's cute. Like, she's just, like, yelling, like, it's QAnon. He's QAnon. And they're all like, what are you talking about? And they're like, he's not QAnon. He's a Mormon. And I was just like, what? <laughs> Anyway, uh, to end the icebreaker, I also will not this year or any year zipline the end. Nice. Sorry, I, I crammed a lot into that that no one needed to know. My ex had a zipline in her backyard for her kids. She had kids, thank God. <laughs> she didn't have kids. She would do it either. too. You don't know. She can. But you need to have a kid. Yeah, she can do it in the presence of her kids. (laughs) She can even do it without them. But I don't support it being... I don't support you erecting, I don't know if that's the right word, a zipline thing without a child (laughs) in your home. (laughs) Speaking of kids, it's a great time for kids when it's the holidays. (laughs) To have them? (laughs) You know, they get all excited and shit. Oh, yeah. So, while I was home for the holidays... I noticed a lot of game shows going on in prime time. I texted Marissa when I saw Matt Rogers win uh, Celebrity Wheel of Fortune. I accidentally saw Wayne Brady's Let's Make a Deal during the day. And I caught as much Family Feud as I could. Isn't that with that intolerable Steve Harvey man? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Who always just makes make such a dramatic face like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Yep. He's so annoying. <laughs> what more could you want? <laughs> yeah, okay. But amidst all of this, one thing that threw me the most was The Price is Right. These were uh, all the episodes that I saw of Price is Right, which I think was like maybe two. Um, they were all during nighttime. Okay. And like that was the conceit of the show. They knew that it was going to be like, The Price is Right at night. <laughs> what? And I assume that they were all reruns, but... Scandalous? Not really. I think the thing was they, like, have more extravagant prizes. Oh, okay. Now, in case you're unfamiliar with The Price is Right, I'll explain the parts. Marissa, I'm going to talk a bit. Please do not check out and think that I'm making my whole entire episode about The Price is Right. Okay, okay. But the first part is called One Bid. For this... I think it's the most exciting part of the show because they just call out a random name in the audience and that person gets super excited and they run down to what is officially called Contestants Row. Mm-hmm. At this point, the contestants are shown a luxurious item and they have to guess how much it costs. The classic, you know, closest without going over. In mm-hmm. one of the episodes I saw, a little girl was on Contestants Row with her mom and she cried every time they didn't win. <laughs> Oh, wait, and, how they, old is she? and they never made it up to the stage. Wait, how old is she? I would guess she was probably like 
maybe 10 to 12. Oof, that is awkward. Yeah. Okay. Next up is pricing games. The winner of one bid uh, plays one of a variety of different games, guessing prices of items, sometimes to win a prize, sometimes to win tokens so they can try to win a prize. Um, There are usually three games, one for each contestant, and then they spin the big wheel in the showcase showdown. This is where contestants try to get a score close to $1 without going over by spinning a wheel that has 20 possible values on it. The winner goes on to the showcase. Their opponent is the winner of the second show, show the second showcase oh. showdown. Okay. After three more one bids and pricing games. So lastly, we're looking at the showcase. There's only two people up. Whichever player won the most is shown an extravagant, wonderful showcase package with things ranging from dining room sets to boats to vacations to ski equipment. And that person can bid on the showcase or they can pass for the next one. Because, God, if I won ski equipment, I would fucking be so fucking pissed. And that I will was, also not ski in 2024. That was one of the... No, no. I think I... I, think I I think I mentioned later it was hiking equipment. Oh, was worse. I would say a quarter, maybe a third of the showcase prize, and I was what like, "Who wants that?" <laughs> I mean, a lot of people. Yes, but... um, there are great people that hike, but I think it's I don't, we don't not the demo. There are great people that hike. <laughs> anyway, the person can bid the sh- on the showcase or passes the next oh, one. I'm sorry, do you know listeners that hike? <laughs> I don't know if Kalita still listens, but she hikes oh, a lot. Okay. okay, okay. Oh, yeah, okay. See, no there's an right. exception to every rule. Yeah, okay. Whichever player bids closest without going over wins their showcase. So, the stage is set. You guys know how the show works. The next question you might have is, where do shows get their money to give away? Um, I'm not going to ask you, Marissa, because this is really not terribly surprising (laughs) Mm -hmm. items on the show probably come from companies who want their brand on tv okay sort of like back-end in-show advertising yeah that makes sense but not all shows have prize prizes some do cash and if you're a grown-up it's probably not shocking to hear that all the money from the show for the show goes to all the money that goes wait what? All the money that is given away in the show comes from money that the show makes from advertisers. Mm-hmm. But I often wondered how much advertisers could really spend. Like, you see the same Tide commercials all the time, and you're like, Tide paid for three commercials during this half-hour show? Like, this is yeah. stupid. <laughs> yeah. So, if Wheel of Fortune gives away $50,000 at the end of the show... How do they get that much money? I Forbes, mean, for Tide to be three times, that's probably like big bucks. Yeah. Forbes reports that some game shows only cost about $1 million per hour to produce. And this seems like a big sum of money to you it and does. me because we're poor. Yeah. <laughs> but it's only a fraction of what a TV drama would cost a network. Huh. Okay. And multiple episodes can be produced each day, making it, you know... A nice production schedule because you could knock out, say, five episodes in two days. Yeah. According to Adage, 
If you wanted to run an ad during Young Sheldon, it would cost you one hundred and sixty thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to run an ad during Monday Night Football, it would be eight hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, that sounds about right. Unfortunately, in two thousand and twelve, Wheel of Fortune raked in fifty-seven million dollars, and that's if you factor in that they make one hundred and ninety-five episodes per year. Well. Then each episode in 2012 earned $300,000. Okay. And that's like two recessions ago. <laughs> yeah, wow. Okay. Wheel of Fortune also teases a million-dollar prize. So how do they put out a million bucks if they're only making 300000 per episode? Mm, good question. The answer is prize indemnity insurance. This is something for promoters who give away prizes. There isn't a million dollars hidden in a safe under the wheel. Instead, the show pays an insurance company premiums, like you and I do for healthcare. If you, like, like if your head fell off and you needed to get it fixed, your insurance is there to cover it. Yeah, yeah. Similarly, if you win a million dollars on a TV show, their insurance covers it. Wait, what the fuck? But who? Because their premiums are much higher than yours or mine. Yeah. So if they take the $300,000 per episode and they put it into the insurance, it's almost like having a savings account. Fascinating. Okay. The same thing applies to like half-court shots as a promotion in a basketball game. Mm-hmm. Like the chances of somebody, just some rando out of the stadium or out of the arena getting pulled and being able to shoot the half-court shot is very slim. So they don't just have a half a million dollars hanging out in the back room. Um, But when somebody does win it, they will be paid out by the insurance company. That's very interesting. Thank you, Marissa. You're welcome. (laughs) All of that is cool, but what about the prizes? Because this is the thing that really inspired me to research this. There was one set of prizes that were up for grabs, and it was, in terms of physical items, yeah, all the physical items were hiking equipment. (laughs) Gosh. And then... The other part was like a vacation um, and then maybe some sort of vehicle. But part of the showcase was a trip to some country I couldn't um, point out on a map. And one contestant won a car in a prize game. And when their showcase was up, they had the opportunity to win another car. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. And in all of these cases, I thought, boy, I don't think I would want all that stuff. (laughs) Yeah. So it got me to thinking about what happens after the episode. Most notably, would I have to take all that stuff home with me? Yeah, and like, if you don't drive, you have to take those cars, or can you, like, exchange them for money? In my apartment, for example, I only have one parking space. If I want two cars, it's going to be more of a hassle for me than a reward or a prize. Because yeah. now I'm trying to sell this car to a dealership or on, like, Facebook Marketplace, and it's not going in my favor. <laughs> yeah, that would be stupid. That would be so annoying. So the first thing to help me understand all of this is you don't get the prizes the day of. You don't win them, and then they give them to you, and then you take them home. In the case of a car, that would be kind of difficult, especially if you weren't a local. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you don't get them until the episode airs. Prior 
prior to the episode airing, you will get a packet of paperwork with a total of how much money you have to pay in order to receive your prizes. Why, just taxes? Let's say you won a 2024 Hyundai Sonata, a pretty basic sedan that goes for $27,500. You will owe the state of California 7.5% sales tax or $2,062.50 before you can get behind the wheel. Now, granted, oh, man, what the fuck? Who fucking wants any of this shit? Granted, $2,000 is a lot less than $27,000. So to get a new car for 2000 bucks sounds cool. Yeah, but what if you're fucking broke? Exactly. <laughs> what would motivate you to get on a game show except desperation because you don't have money? Yeah, I know. Oh, that's fucked up. I hate this. A sample showcase. I didn't... <laughs> Sorry. I just wrote this like it was dramatic. A sample showcase, <laughs> colon, a video camera, a home theater, and a Nissan Versa. A Nissan Versa is a very inexpensive car. So if the theater system goes for $500, and if the camera was like a consumer-grade top-of-the-line, then maybe it could go for $1,000. Then you're going to have to pay $1,335 in taxes, plus tax on anything else you want in the game. Oh, fuck these. Fuck all these game shows now. So here's the catch. If you can't pay the entire tax on your, all of your prizes, you don't get any of your prizes. Wow. You can't so be I like, guess- well, I can afford it on the handy on, on the camera, but I can't afford it on the car. Wow, that's fascinating. So... I'm sure people don't know that going in. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, even if it's on paperwork, there's no one would. There would be like almost no contestants. I'd be, I'd be shaking and hyperventilating from the excitement. I wouldn't <laughs> read all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's weird. I hate it. Oh, I forgot to mention, Marissa. You also have to pay federal and state income tax too. <laughs> I don't. Because it counts as earned income. <laughs> Why is that the way they give it to you? So one winner broke down her taxes on her newly won car. The sales tax was $2,087. The federal tax was $5,250. The state was sixteen eighty, and her total was about $9,000 of taxes. I don't understand, though. Is why, I mean, they must benefit by making it, like, because isn't there a way where they could just count it as a gift and you don't own all, oh, no, uh, all this shit? I bet. First, I don't know. Okay. But I also bet that the state is happy to have them there. So there it, in a way it is sort of like maybe a federal kickback of some sort. <laughs> or not a federal, but a state kickback. What is it? I don't know. Like I, again, I'm like I'm, you don't charge us as much taxes as a business or like yeah. you give us lower rent on the space that we use in this studio mm-hmm. because Everybody who walks out of here is going to owe you 7.5% or whatever they win. <laughs> but, like, if my father gave me, bought me a new car, I wouldn't owe, God, am I stupid? Would I, owe ta- I wouldn't owe taxes on it, would I? Well, he would. would. My- yeah, but, but if he pays them and he gives you the keys and puts the car in your name, then, but- no, you won't have any taxes to pay on it. But what, how the fuck are you winning anything? Why can't they pay the taxes? I mean, that's obviously because they don't want to. But, yeah, like, how is that? <laughs> that's fucked up. 
Um, yeah, so I guess there was, I don't know if I brought it in here, but there was a woman named Aurora who was on The Price is Right, and she was complaining about how people were um, coming at her. Actually, that's where I got the $9,000 value from. Um, they were coming at her because she was complaining about how she had to pay all these taxes on her car. And their everybody's opinion was like, you know, you're getting something for significantly less expensive than it would cost. But again, to your point, Marissa, if you don't have money, this doesn't feel like a prize. It feels like a burden. No, absolutely not. Deborah Field of Monmouth Junction, New Jersey, was one lucky winner. She is a flight attendant, and she was visibly ecstatic after learning the vehicle that she won was hers. And after all of her close friends and family members saw her shining moment on the game show, they all had the same question. What happened with the car? Yeah. <laughs> no, she didn't drive it home. According to Deborah, this was the entire process. After the show is over, you see all of your prizes. You fill out a form, and it explains exactly what you won and that you have to pay California income tax on your prizes. You see the form, you sign it, and they say approximately one week before the show airs, you'll receive a letter from accounting stating the amount that you owe. And then after the show airs, you can send your certified check to, I guess, California? I don't know. Uh, okay. <laughs> and then after that, they will contact a local New Jersey car dealership to get you your free car. Okay. So you don't even win the one that was on the stage. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> I hate this. I hate game shows. If you were, like you said earlier, able to trade your prizes for the money. Because in, in The Price is Right, the whole entire thing is like, how much is this thing worth? Like, if I could say all that hiking equipment is worth $3,000, but I'd rather take $3,000. <laughs> yeah, 100%. But... That doesn't happen. Is every game show like this, or like it's a case by case situation? I only looked into the prices, right? Okay, gotcha. But I must imagine that they're very similar. Because of course, if you won the Family Feud, you'd be in Georgia. I don't know what their tax rate is. <laughs> but like, what about those shows where it's like really, where it's like low income people and they give them a new house? Like, that's a good question. Anyway. Maybe that'll be next episode. Okay. <laughs> um, so, again, you have to take all the prizes or no prizes. There's nothing in between. Um, and, you know, like if you could take the cash option, then what are these people going to do with all these prizes? You'd probably see the same prizes every week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Distractify says, Marissa, that even if you are flat broke, you should probably try and get a loan somehow to pay for the tax for the car. Because even if you don't keep it and you turn around and sell it, you're going to make more than the money that you had to pay for the taxes. Just and then the you principal. Get to, then Just you get the to principal. Keep. A fucking loan? Never. Absolutely never. <laughs> so when you are watching an episode of The Prices, right, and you see a quote-unquote elegant dining set for two and you have a family of five, you have to take it and just put it in the garage or something. And if you win the boat that comes with it, like that's the thing you were excited about getting, you're still saddled with this dining set. That's so fucked up. I hate this game show. I want or, to cancel this game show. You could sell your dining set on eBay or something like that. I found two instances of this on eBay. One was a Versace wallet that apparently retails for $495, being sold for $350. 
Five people have it on their watch list, but it's been up since March. I mean, because that's not that big of a discount. <laughs> There's also an Eddie Borgo gold pyramid bracelet, which is going for $100 on eBay. Both of these prizes, if I didn't make it clear, say that they won them on The Price is Right. Mm, okay. The Real Real is selling the same bracelet, saying that it has a retail price of $500. They're selling it used for $155, but you can get 25 percent you can get 20% off this week at the real real. <laughs> and now your payment is only $93. When you factor in shipping on either end, eBay or the real real, it ends up working out to be the same amount of money. I want to just say though, guys, I hear, I hear a lot of mixed results on whether or not the real real has their authentication process together or not. A lot of fakies. A lot of real fakes. Yeah. <laughs> So all of this could happen to you if you follow the rules and you get on the show in the first place. Good Housekeeping compiled 31 rules, and we're going to go through every single one of them. Just oh, kidding. Oh <laughs> I'm like so over. Who even wants to be on it? What a fucking waste <laughs> of time and money. No, I know. I know that sometimes the taxes are way less than what it is, but it's just like I either won something or or you gave it's it to true. me at an affordable yeah. price. Like, no. If you charged me three grand to play so that I didn't have to pay you anything at the end, <laughs> then I'd be like, oh, man, I won. <laughs> yeah. No. Ugh. First, contestants have to be a certain age. And I imagine that it must have something to do with that 10 to 12-year-old girl who was crying on contestants' <laughs> row. <laughs> yeah, probably. According to its application form, contestants on The Price is Right must be at least 18 years of age. And their employer matters. Just like a radio contest, the application makes it clear that potential contestants may not be employed by CBS or any associated companies, and they must not be a candidate for public office. I thought you said CBS. And I was like, what? You meant CBS. Okay, got it. I'm a pharmacist. I just want to play. (laughs) Hopeful contestants have to be energetic and funny. Former Guys, longtime <laughs> No, okay. Former longtime producer Stan Biltz would interview everyone standing in line and make a call on whether they would compete. Quote, I'm looking for energy, sincerity, and potential humor, he said in twenty thirteen. And if they can equal my energy or exceed it and maintain it, they're at the top of the list. You know what? If I'm bringing my energy, it's like I'm the entertainment, so you should fucking pay me. Maybe you should pay the taxes on my fucking prize. (laughs) I'm not going to pay the taxes. I just gave you a car. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) But this is why you will never see me on The Price is Right. (laughs) Yeah. Me neither. That's what I won't do in 2024. Contestants also have to be creative during the application process. The (laughs) application... Hang on, Marissa. The application form poses questions like, what is something about yourself that no one would ever know by looking at you? And, (laughs) Marissa, I want you to say, what answer comes to mind? Okay. (laughs) Not not like something that applies to you, but like something that a person could say. Okay. The second question they cite is, what is the craziest thing you have ever done for money? Oh, gosh. I can just imagine somebody at a Price is Right interview being like, sucked a dick? I don't yeah, like... Okay, I was going to 
to say that exactly. But I say it's really hard to not say something like inappropriate. <laughs> like, but also like, is, now, like something's being removed or it's sexual. Now, look at your actual life and history and think back to the craziest thing you've ever done for money. Like, me personally, I I don't even know what it would be. <laughs> for money, for money, for money. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I think I've told this story on the podcast before, but one of the dumbest things I, not craziest, but dumbest things I did for money was my mom uh, bet me $5 that I wouldn't sniff pepper. <laughs> and then yep. I did, and it burned so bad, and she didn't give me the $5. <laughs> Wait, why? Because she said she was just kidding. <laughs> I've said this before. I've eaten glass before. No one offered me money. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost was gonna see no i almost was gonna sell feet pics online but then i realized i needed to pay to use the platform (laughs) (laughs) also that might have been within the year (laughs) mars is looking for some alternate sources of income yes i am i am once the contestants have made it inside the audience members have to stay alert in a 2022 interview with Cinema Blend, announcer George Gray shared that it can get so loud in the studio, contestants can't always hear if their name is called. Because of this, crew members will hold up a big poster with the person's name on it to avoid any mix-ups. Mm. Uh, this sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't pay me to be on this. It just sounds so tiresome. Also, I know I wouldn't be hype enough. Marissa, this is mm-hmm. one you're not going to like. I don't like anything you said. <laughs> Anyone appearing on camera has to follow a dress code. Oh, fuck that. And what is it? Colorful, bright, fun colors are encouraged. Please avoid wearing white-colored clothing. Why? Wearing anything with corporate logos or suggestive phrases is not allowed either. Hmm. To make it worse, they're going to police your feet, too. You have to wear you- specific shoes. Ooh, what kind? Please wear closed-toed, flat-shoes. No open-toed shoes or heels are allowed for safety reasons. Because you've seen some of these people jump up and down when they win. Yeah, I guess that's true. (laughs) Yeah. And the last rule that I thought was kind of interesting is that you can only designate a proxy player for specific reasons. Here's the thing. If I got tickets to go see The Price is Right, I can't give them to you. Mm, okay. Because yeah. they're mine. Yeah. And again, I exhibited so much high energy and creativity during the process. They don't want you showing up. <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean, yeah, I could come dressed in black. This is the complete opposite, by the way. <laughs> stiletto boots, and I have no, no, no zazz. So, this is a little bit different. This is for The Price is Right Live, their stage show. As opposed to what? The TV show. That's right. There's a touring show that goes around. Oh, the Price is Right. And this states that if an individual is unable to play due to a, quote, physical injury, illness, infirmity, or incapacity, end quote, they can designate someone to play on their behalf. Oh, really? And they speculate, this is good housekeeping, by the way, speculates that this might be the case for the TV show, too. 
Viewers may not have seen this happen during a June 2023 episode, in which a contestant dislocated his shoulder celebrating his victory during oh one of the games. Oh my god, poor baby, and you probably don't know you gotta pay taxes on it so fast. <laughs> now you gotta pay medical bills too. Oh. When it came time to spin the wheel, his wife came up to spin it for him. <laughs> Oh, man. you imagine you just got to go up there and you're like, my stupid-ass husband, I got to spin this damn wheel? <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> so, there are 31 rules out there, um, but I only gave you a few, because you know what? I like you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Do you have any uh, questions that I maybe didn't get to? I think I did with the exchanging for cash. That's a definite yeah. no-go. That's my big my big thing, because a lot of times I'm like, those prizes fucking suck. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And, and if I won a Versace wallet on the show, I'd be like, I mean, I guess I could use this as my wallet, but <laughs> I could <laughs> yeah. also make 300 bucks if I sold it online. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it really stinks, but, huh. No, I guess now I, I never like prices right. It makes me really uncomfortable. I get it. But now, like, I hate it. Now it just makes me angry. But, yeah, um... Yes. I feel like this happens a lot, Marissa. What? I put something in front of you that you end up hating. (laughs) I think you can say that things make me uncomfortable, which also happens a lot. (laughs) Uh, Game shows... Actually, any reality show, so, like, Shark Tank 2. Anything where people come in with, like too much enthusiasm and there's a chance of them being like sorely let down it makes me too sad mm-hmm. um yeah i don't i don't really like game shows for that reason i don't like seeing people be embarrassed or sad or disappointed um just another fact that i remember uh the bachelor in terms of like a regular show uh, not Monday Night Football. The Bachelor is the most expensive uh, commercial. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. I, I mean, a lot of people watch it. But more than Young Sheldon, which I don't oh, watch, man. but I don't like. There was a commercial for thing. the wedding from the silver, the golden bet, whatever that was. Yeah, the golden bet. Yeah. And my mom's like, I wish this shit would just end. <laughs> <laughs> I started watching the Golden Bachelor, but it was too earnest. <laughs> yeah. It was like fucking a lot so i stopped watching it so i but i I think he ended up with a nice lady maybe who knows man i wonder i wonder how much it was to have a commercial on milf manor (laughs) (laughs) we just had to advertise as i was looking for a show to encore uh for the start of this year i came across the stretch where marissa would talk about nothing but milf manor at the beginning (laughs) of the show (laughs) that was the most promising, then disappointing show mm-hmm. of that year. I couldn't believe how how much promise it had and then how fucking stupid it became. I think you should do a Y'all Heard episode this year of MILF Banner, Where Are They Now? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I periodically Google Where Are They Now, but because it looked like no one ended up dating each other, and that's such a fucking letdown for a dating show... They try to keep it shrouded in secrecy a little bit. Stupid. Yeah. Anyway, maybe I'll check again. Plugs. In terms of MILF Manor, I know you would like to plug that, but uh, do you have anything else you'd like to plug? Mm. Like a MILF. 
I'm an elf. Meaning I'm a hot woman. I don't have... I'm not a mom. I like to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I know. As I said it, I was like, that didn't make sense. It's too hard to go back on it. Um, I'm a mill. A mom I like. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will just say... I don't know. A mom who likes to learn. <laughs> <laughs> um... I have a lot of projects I just started that I'm only softly promoting them. Um, go on my Instagram and look at my links if you're curious at all. I'm not even going to go into detail. <laughs> but if you think you might be interested in anything I do, go on my Instagram and click the link and see my two new writing projects. I have two sub stacks. I'll leave it at that. Ooh, that's, mysterious. That's at risk vandal. Yeah. You can see, I, I will say, if you've ever used to look at my weird Victorian etiquette content, I've turned that into a substack. But the other thing, I don't even feel like describing it. So if you care, go. If you don't, <laughs> I don't care. How about you? I have two things to plug. One is Butterfingers Unwrapped Minis. Oh, it was, wait, Butterfingers? Oh, I saw Reese's Unwrapped Minis. Yeah, Butterfinger has them. And I was at the grocery store, and they have a section where they're like, this shit's going to go bad soon, so just, like, give us, like, two bucks for it. Well, I want a Butterfinger right now. So I bought a bag, and I came home, and I ate them. And I was like, not all of them. (laughs) Serving sizes three, I ate four. (laughs) Okay. And I was like, man, these are good. And then the next day I went back and bought two more bags. Beautiful. And they're all sell by January tenth. <laughs> Ooh! But so you have two bags after that. I mean, or you just can use that as an excuse to eat them all. Yeah. Maybe I'll go out and buy that. I am. I used to love Valentine's Day a little bit when I was single because I would just buy myself a bunch of chocolate. And now I'm not single, but I'm just going to buy myself a box of chocolate and just <laughs> pretend I have. Love woes to drown in chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Sucks to pretend, Marissa. <laughs> Shut up. Didn't you write a story about a rich man who pretended to be poor? Fine. No? What is that? Did you write a story about a fake homeless guy? Oh, I did. Oh, I forgot <laughs> about that. Wow. The other thing I wanted to plug is a movie. A movie called Eileen. And it is... It's a movie that I sat down and I started watching... And I couldn't tear myself away. But the thing is, if you go out and watch this movie, you're going to be like, what is wrong with Pete? <laughs> oh, no. Why? There's 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 things in the movie that you're like, for the, for example, it stars Thomasin McKenzie, who was in that Last Night in Soho. I don't know. I didn't see that. Oh, I thought you did and you hated it. Oh, no. Um, and Anne Hathaway. They're like the stars of the, the movie. Oh, and what movie is this? It's called Eileen. Oh, no, I don't know. Okay, continue. And it's based on a book by Otessa Mostef. And I've half read one of her books. <laughs> okay. But, like, the the... The description is a woman's friendship with a new co-worker at the prison facility where she works takes a sinister turn. And... It Wait, does. who's in prison? I just looked it up, and they all look like fancy ladies. 
Oh, they all work at a prison. What year does this take place in? I don't know. Like maybe the sixties or the fifties. Okay, because they all look really fancy. Yeah, it's like, could you imagine being in a male prison and then the psychologist shows up and it's Anne Hathaway and you're like, "Ooh, I guess I'll behave." <laughs> <laughs> okay. But also, I need to respect her. Yeah. True. Anyway, it's a it's a weird movie, um, and there is like a big thing that happens in it, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, "What?" Okay. <laughs> so you know, I like it when I have a physical reaction to a movie. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, if you have a movie that you want to suggest for us to watch or plug or produce ourselves. Um, <laughs> Or if you want me to ruin a movie or preview a movie, you can also let us know those things. Uh, those are available on our Patreon at patreon.com slash y'all heard. The viewers want to know, why won't you watch The Curse of Nathan Fielder? Because it looks stupid. Here, uh, the reason why I... W- okay. I When I did Pete Ruins a Movie... Or no, when I did a Pete's preview of that show Mm -hmm. i explained how i was like i don't like the fact that nathan fielder walks around acting like he is the character nathan fielder and now he's going to be a on a show that we know is fiction and he is playing nathan fielder yeah and it's like pick a side bro either you are acting and you are not really like that, or you are always like that, and you're not acting in this show. <laughs> oh, he doesn't. So I felt the same way, but he doesn't act like Nathan Fielder. I mean, he acts fucking awkward, but he doesn't have the same personality as he does in his other stuff. I'm just saying this because you and I usually watch Nathan Fielder things and discuss. But usually, I mean, we did once, and it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, I guess I also I'm still to don't know what the hell it's about. So it's like. Give me something to go on. When you told me about the first episode of the other show, I was like, okay, I'm in. <laughs> I'm going to think of a way to explain what it is, but I almost don't know what it is because the second, the last, not the second, the last time I watched an episode, I went like, wow, nothing happened. Mm-hmm. I'm riveted. <laughs> so yeah, guys, I recommend you watch The Curse with Nathan Fielder and Emma Stone. Fantastic. I didn't like it at first. And I didn't know, need to know. I didn't like or know why I needed to see Nathan Fielder's fake dick. Uh, but it's riveting. Anyway, did we say they could call us at five seven zero pod one one? I don't know. Did we say that they could email us at yallheardpod at gmail dot com? I don't know. Did we say thank you for listening? Mm, oh wait, I think we may have right after. We plug the Patreon again, patreon.com slash y'all heard. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.